Hello and welcome to the Pardes Moshe podcast. Since this is Parshas Korach, we're going to focus on the following. Korach's political party, a tale of a defector. We're going to zero in on one person and the essence of his name, or what his name tells us about his essence. The parsha starts with Vayikach Korach ben Yitzhak ben Kazmin Levi that Korach initiated a political rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu and he also took um, members of Shevet Ruvain including Dasan Vaviram b'nei Eliav and On ben Peles b'nei Ruvain. On, the son of Peles. The Talmud in Sanhedrin, Tav Kuf Tesamud Beis, page 109b, analyzes the symbolism in all these names and what they reflect, almost a, a futuristic uh, omen on what it is that they're going to do, namely play a role in this rebellion. When it comes to the name of On, spelled Alevav Nun, the Gemara says it refers to Yashav Baninus, On sad in Aninus. Aninus is a state of Onan, that's the day uh, prior to the burial when someone's loved one had passed away and the person is in a limbo status. He's not quite in a formal mourning state. That's called Avelis. Uh, however, until after the funeral and the burial, he's exempt from performing all mitzvahs. So he's basically in a limbo status. And yet that's the period of, of intense grief. So the Talmud says his name is On to signify that he sat in the state of Aninus. And why? Turns out his name is not mentioned later when they actually proceed to conduct their uh, political rally, so to speak. However, he's mentioned in the beginning as aligning with Korah. So the Talmud says that his wife actually saved him. How did she save them? And that's implicit in the name of his father, On Ben Peles. Peles is the same root as Plois. Wonders or miraculous uh, happenings uh, were within his tidings. So how did his wife save him? Um, she went to him and said, what is really in it for you to join this rebellion? If Moshe Rabbeinu is right, you are still second fiddle, you're a follower. If Korach wins and is proven correct, and rises in ascendance, you're still just simply one of her followers. So he answers, he said, wait a minute, he's not swayed by the argument. He said, I'm, I committed, I swore to them that I'm joining, I'm joining them. So she says, I understand everyone is, is, is equally holy and kind of reinforcing his populist perception. Uh, but she said, I'll take care of it. She basically gives him wine to drink, puts him asleep, puts him in the tent, he's out, and then sits outside the tent and uncovers her hair, braids her hair, and when the representatives from Korach come to pick him up, they see a woman with uncovered hair, it's considered immodest, they go away. No, no, no one would dare to enter or even seek him out. So indirectly, she prevents them from calling him to this rally, um, and then by the time he wakes up the next day, turns out Korach's rebellion was squelched and they were all uh, miraculously swallowed into the earth 
and therefore she saved his life. The Talmud says she is an embodiment of the verse in Mishlei that says Chachmas Nashim Bansabesa, the wisdom a woman built her house, preserved her house. Um, and in contrast there with the wife of Korach, who actually egged them on, she wanted to be a first lady uh, or the, the wife of a governor, a nasi, and so forth. So the question is, why was he in this state of Aninus? So Rashi says that he had to repent for the fact that he initially had acquiesced to join this breakaway party. So that's what he was repenting for. So he was always in this, he was in the state of Aninus. Um, furthermore, the Medrash Tanchuma actually says that he was, his entire life remained in the state of Aninus. So the question is why? So I want to share a remarkable perspective. So one answer is the Pardes Yosef says that the fact that he intended to join them, although ordinarily simply a negative thought without translating into action, would not be considered a grave sin. However, since he was actually questioning Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Gemara says if someone questions their leader, it's as if he's questioning Hashem, and therefore it is considered blasphemous. So when it comes to Avodah it's really uh, idolatry, then even a negative intent is considered an act, and therefore he still had to repent perpetually. However, the Satma Rebbe in his Sefer, Kuntrus Alagul of Alatmurim, Rabbi Yoel Teitelbaum, answers with a remarkable creative leap. He points to the Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva, who says, what is the criteria to know that someone fully repented? What is the definition of Tshuva Gemurah? Someone who has an opportunity to do the exact same sin with the same person, the same context, um, and this time he exercises self-control and he just doesn't engage in the sin. That is an operational criteria that full repentance has taken place. And this is based on the Gemara and Yuma um, that pretty much expresses itself their way. So the question is, when On wakes up and he hears that all 250 people who aligned with Korach are all swallowed up into the earth. They've been eradicated with their families and their belongings. Of course he's going to give a kiddush. Of course he's going to express gratitude, especially to his wife. However, there's no way where this situation can ever arise again. In other words, there's no way he has an opportunity to demonstrate optimal repentance true tshuva gemura, and therefore kol baninus he's kind of lamenting this his status where for the rest of his life he's in this limbo status because he can never culminate he can never actualize or consummate a full repentance so this is really a just a really beautifully beautiful creative take on what's in the name the name own Kol Yama Baninus, based on the Medrash. Thank you very much.